Welcome to Hold Up, a podcast where we watch TV shows that have great trans representation, but not today. Uh, my name is Grace, and my co-host is Hudson. How you doing, Hudson? You know, um, I could be doing a lot worse. It's it's rainy today, like real bad rainy in New York, and I have power, so I'm happy. Um, only one thing made my day not happy today, and that is what we're going to be discussing. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty brutal. I want it to rain here. It's so humid and hot. I just want it like to rain, and I can go stand outside in the rain. But I don't want. I would like my power to stay on. It's so tough these days. Like I, my power went out in like I think it was like March or f- f- April. I was just like, what do I do? It was out like for like eight hours. I was like, I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. I like technology. Like my, you know, I have data for a bit, but then my phone will die. It's rough. See, you got to get like, be like me and just hoard um, power banks. I have about 10 and plus I have one that can actually plug in AC um, adapters. So whatever it's called, you know, the US North American plug. Yeah. Um, So I, I'm like set. You know, and I'm like set. I can give it to my neighbors. You know, so I could play. I could play Switch for eight hours. Well, actually, you know what? I was just thinking I should get one because I had an issue with my insulin pump like acting up with like its charge the other day, um, and um, that does make me think I probably actually should get one of those things so that like I can have my insulin pump that will like save my life. That would probably be a good idea. Eh? Definitely yeah, I should do that. Anyway, I'll yeah. jot that down in the, in my notes. <laughs> do that <laughs> later. Anyway, um, <laughs> we wa- we watch South Park. We watch season nine, episode one. And can I just say, I feel like there's this weird trend where like we watch a bunch of stuff where it's like the pilot or the season premiere is like this gay th- or like trans theme. It's like very, I don't know like why that is. I would maybe want to explore that. But yeah, we watch Mr. Garrison's Fancy New Vagina, season yeah. nine, episode one, episode of South Park. Um, big groan for yeah. me during this episode. Yeah, 2005, uh, aired on March 9th, 2005. You, you, last week, this was like, you were like, we should watch South Park. And I think this will be an interesting conversation, but this was, were you a South Park watcher? Like, ever? Yes. Uh, I I, I would love to hear your, your South Park origin story. Because I feel like every person around our age has watched it at some point. And I had a babysitter who would let my brother watch it. And I was supposed Uh to be looking at the computer and not watching it. um, Yeah, of course, obviously like Oregon Trail or whatever, but I would watch it. And so I actually used a term when I was about eight years old uh, that I learned from South Park uh-huh. and called my brother a lesbian because he liked girls. Got and him. my dad was like, where did you hear about that term? <laughs> and I was just like, South Park? Um, <laughs> it's funny in this episode because like Kyle's talking about like asking about like, what's the sex change to his parents? And they're like, oh my God, like, you know, you know, it's like, I guess calling someone a lesbian is not a lesbian, but it's like, it's like, I feel like my parents would have the same reaction. That they're like, oh, you can't use that. T- you can't use the term lesbian. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but um, season nine was actually the only season I watched live because it was oh. like, the perfect time I was 14 or 15. I was, I was a freshman in high school. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like the peak age to watch South Park. Yeah. Um, I would torrent it um, onto my mom's computer Uh because I guess I just didn't watch it when it was actually airing for some reason, but I like downloaded it every single week. And so I like have like weird memories of this one season and I never watched another season like that. You know, I only ever caught the reruns otherwise. That's so interesting. Like, just, like, one random season, invert to be season nine. I think I probably have shows like that where I was like, oh, I'll watch this. And you just jump in at the... Like, it's so weird, I think, nowadays, like, to 
to jump into a show if you're like, oh, I'm going to watch this show to, to be like, but I'll jump in at season nine. Right. Like if like <laughs> as if I like right now was like, I'm going to start watching Grey's Anatomy. I'm just going to jump in where they've started. Right. Like, but it's a very like, you know, when, you know, in 2005, it's not like you could go back and find season one. Like maybe the box set was available, but like even then and then, you you know, you were talking about torrenting it. Right. I'm not like it's not worth spending money. So you just jump in where you jump in and then. Yeah. So. Yeah, but a show like South Park or even like The Simpsons is a lot easier to jump into, and like they would always have reruns sure. on on Comedy Central in the U.S. at least. So yeah. like you'd always be able to watch episodes. You knew all the characters and the stories. So like I guess it, like I was like probably watching a lot of South Park at that time. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this season live. You know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. It's just fun. I feel like it's not how we watch TV anymore. Like just jumping into like, oh, just watch this this season. You know, I watch season start starting season five, but um. I never really watched South Park. I've never really watched South Park. Um, I was not allowed to watch it, like, as a kid, in the same way that, like, I was not allowed to watch The Simpsons. Um, Eventually, my parents, like, leaned in because it was so, like, The Simpsons would air on, like, um, one of the lower channels, right? Like, one of the, like, I don't think, it could have even been Global, which is one of, like, the TV channels that every Canadian has, right? Like, on your, on cable. And so... The Simpsons would air like at like five, six o'clock, like every day. So it was like that thing I could, I, I feel like my, you know, I'd watch it before dinner, but South Park certainly wasn't being aired in that time slot. It would be like on, I can never remember. We, we, one, America's Comedy Central or the Comedy Network, and we have the other one. America's um, Comedy Central. So we have the Comedy Network. And it would air like there. And I'd certainly like seen things. And it was such a like, um, it was also such like a cultural phenomenon thing of like people having like the Cartman plushies or like t-shirts of like South Park. And also like, then you could get in trouble for wearing like South Park t-shirts. Like, like I knew the expression, like, Oh my God, they killed Kenny. Like without, I don't think ever really watching a full episode of South Park. And then I had some friends who, when I was like, you know, probably even past university age who were like, no, South Park is amazing. I watch South Park like all the time. And so I was like, okay, let me like try. And I feel like I went back and I, I watched like the first season or whatever. And then I was just like, yeah, I don't really think this is like for me. Um, and it's not like something I'm super like invested in. Like, I feel like sometimes for me, I watch things. I don't tend to, I feel like watch things I don't like. I'll watch like a season of something I don't necessarily like because I'm very completionist in that sense. But I sometimes I want to watch things just because I want to like have the cultural touch point for it I feel like sometimes that's like my interest in watching something like I've always I've never done it but I've wanted to watch Cheers for a long time I know that like Cheers <laughs> is not relevant now but like it's like that thing that I would like like to have the cultural like you know knowledge about Cheers it's kind of like why I watched Seinfeld when Renap was doing uh, not, well pre-Renap when they did the Seinfeld recap I like felt like yeah it's this like thing that I had never seen and South Park I think certainly fits in that bucket I've seen sporadic episodes but boy was this one uh bad can i just say bad yeah 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 uh you know that's funny like yeah i don't know maybe it just like permeated american culture a lot more because like they would make fun of they had a whole like you know thing about making fun of canadians like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, no it was a thing here like it was certainly like and we get so much of our culture from america right right like like you know the simpsons like there's very little like canadian tv that's why we get like so excited when Shit's creek is actually like a show that americans want to watch we're like yeah watch our tv like you know because we didn't we haven't really had a lot of tv that's like broken through uh, um, like degrassi. degrassi 
Yeah, sure. As like the most famous example, but like for the most part, like there isn't a ton of Canadian TV that like gets made and then is good that like even Canadians want to watch um, <laughs> a bunch of like we are very much like, you know, it's almost like you know, like in my head, like Canadian TV is often like much worse TV than a American TV. I think certainly that's changed just because like there's so much more of it being made. Um, but yeah, our culture is so permeated by like American culture that and South Park was certainly a big part of that just but for me i just like didn't really watch it i just want to say i did watch a lot of canadian tv as a teenager like someone what? actually called me a maple chaser um, a maple chaser wow um, my girlfriend lives in canada but you can't you can't meet her yeah <laughs> <laughs> um uh, let's see there was uh okay, there was so little Degrassi. mosque on the prairie yes um yes. there was one about a family of that like got abducted by aliens or something um or like they were like something it was a weird show i can't remember it might be called alienated i can't remember hmm. it that well and then i got on the schitt's creek train really early um i was i was late on the uh, schitt's creek be- uh, bandwagon because it, it has such a bad name for a tv show it's really really bad i'm like a huge um just like christopher guest fan and you know Catherine um o'hara and eugene levy are you know Sure. two of the two of the mainstays of his films so i was just super excited to see them on a tv show together i was like yeah. <gasps> and like that whole like second city um toronto you know comedy scene has always been something i found really funny like there's a lot so many great people have come out of that um yeah that's true yeah i'm trying um, to find this show that alienated is that it let's see is it did it come out in like the uh, early 2000s like 2000 on july 2003 the plot centers on the blundells a typical suburban family mm-hmm. live in victoria who undergoes strange often sexual changes after being abducted by space aliens yep. who remain unseen throughout the series yep that was that interesting george there, takai was a guest star anyway. there was also a show called like whistler or something yeah i do like... remember that show yeah um so <laughs> yeah anyway yeah you watch movie watch more canadian tv than i did but anyway you know, as a teen, I like to be a little, I like to be a bit different than everyone else. So I watched a lot of sure. British TV, a lot of Canadian TV, um, just to be like, I watch this show that no one's ever heard of. Um, and also Degrassi. There's uh, a Wikipedia article. It's like, you know, whatever. There's like all these like 1990s Canadian television series or whatever. And it's like lists them all and you can click on the Wikipedia page. But for every single decade, there's also um, like 2000s Canadian LGBT related drama television series but for the 1990s there's literally four shows listed which is amazing it's wow. incredible degrassi family passions liberty street more tales of the city apparently it was a canadian spin-off. what no i thought okay so more tales of the city i believe was okay so oh, it's, it's, it's set in nevada so i don't know why they're calling it a canadian tv show no more tales of the city is set in san francisco um Mona discovers her true discovers her true heritage when she winds up in a brothel in Nevada. Oh yeah, she on a, goes on to a the cruise on a cruise to Mexico. I don't know. This is uh this is a lot. Anyway, I read all the books. So wildly I'm... off track, but <laughs> apparently it's listed under 1990s Canadian LGBT related drama television series. Includes more tales of the city. So I you know, know, I I at some point it was it was BBC and PBS doing it together, and then in PBS true. dropped off because like um after the first after the Tales of the City series because they got so many complaints and then it became, I believe, BBC and Showtime. Maybe right. the BBC connection. Um, Could be. But, you know, Commonwealth. You you Commonwealthers. Yeah, yeah, we're <laughs> part of the Commonwealth. Um, okay, well, South Park. So uh, we got a little bit off track there. But yeah, yeah this episode... We don't want to talk about it. That's I know, <laughs> I know. So 
I mean, I guess my first question, so the episode premise, right, is Mr. Garrison um, has at some point this awakening of, like, being a woman trapped in a man's body, decides to go in and have a sex change. I found the, like, surgery clip part of it. Apparently this is just because, like, they, this is, I think, I did, I have watched the documentary of, like, the making of an episode of South Park, which, like, the turnaround time on an episode is, like, very, very short. Like, two weeks. It's, like, two weeks, yeah. And they, like, so, which, like, is, is, like, you know, impressive in its own you know, its own way. But like, I guess like some of this, like the idea of this footage being used is like basically because they like didn't have a ton of ideas about like what they could do. And so they just like are filling time basically by like this being the joke. I found that pretty like wild to me that that's in there. Um, And then anyway, and then it's the whole thing is just like Mrs. Garrison being the butt of every joke. Right. And like trying to like be the most, feminine womany person like embracing it to like this like wild degree we talked before on the before we started of like was a satire which like yeah i think that that's like south park's brand is that they like are trying to do satire on like and in some ways i could see that like i could see there being like people probably not trans people but like people who watch a show and being like you know like they're like pointing out the ridiculousness of it, but like in a way that's like, that's not, like to me, that's not, this is not a good representation of trans women. I don't know how surprising that news will be to anybody who's like listening. Anyway, I don't know what my point is, but like, it's just, I don't know. What is the joke? Like, what is the punchline of the joke that it's silly for there to be, for trans women to exist or yes. specifically this person to exist? Um, like, I wonder what they, how they would like defend this episode now they would defend it by saying like it was you know the time period we didn't understand transgender people they wouldn't they wouldn't apologize for it. i don't even think they would say like we didn't understand i think they would just be like it's a joke get over it because that's kind of the entire like mindset of the creators of south park um like we 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 we're offensive to everyone so don't so don't take it personally it, it reminds me a bit of, like, what, um, like, uh, gender-critical folks will say is, like, this is, like, what will happen if, like, we just let anybody transition and, like, do whatever they want. That, like, these, like, very clearly, like, men, like, putting that, like, will, like, infiltrate women's spaces and, like, what being a woman is. Um, and it's just so gross. It's, like, it, this is not the experience of, like, what, like trans women uh how they like go about their like daily lives um but i guess that's like the punchline of the joke right yeah Um, i mean like like they 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 obviously like did a did a like uh watched one video on on a a, a vagiopasty like because they got that term right they um they got the 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 technical detail of how um a neo-vagina is constructed but uh yeah, everything else about this episode is just wrong. Like it, it starts bad just from the moment the doctor says, "Doctor Bieber, not Doctor Bieber." Um, yeah, Doctor Bieber says, "Just relax, Mister Garrison. I think if more people could just see a sex change operation, then they would know how perfectly natural it is." And I literally next to that, I said, "Is that transphobic or is it not transphobic?" <laughs> like, are they saying like this is just a normal surgery that people get, or are they saying, "Look how disgusting this surgery is"? I. Th- that is what they're like. That is, I feel like, what they're saying. Of like, um, you know, you people are 
weird for wanting to do it, right? I mean, this is like what past the time of like I, this to me feels like also very like you watch any Mori Povich as a kid I watched Mori Povich a lot yeah, a I kid. did when I was homesick from school yes and like they would often do the episodes of like is it a man or a woman and they would do and I just feel like it's like all in the same of like I mean it comes down really when we had um Zed on the the episode of, or on an episode we we're talking about Goldmine about like why like being a man becoming a woman is like such such like the punchline of a joke is like all basically because of the patriarchy like being feminine is like this thing like why would anybody want to do it and like yeah this is like you know we're going to turn your penis into a vagina like is very easy fodder i think for like um 2005 comedy writers you know yeah it, yeah and they they even um they're a little bit ahead of the time too in some ways because they uh they had mrs garrison go into the uh the, the women's restroom yeah. Uh, yeah, and everyone was super uncomfortable. And then she poops in the women's restroom, which you know, all women know you're not supposed to go number two in the bathroom. So, and she's talking about how she can't get her period. It's just like, or how she hasn't got her period yet. And it's like, um, just like the amount of just ignorance just spewing from this episode. Like, I would hate just like to think that maybe even one person like has still bases their knowledge on trans people on this episode like this is like i think the absolute worst piece of television you could watch if you want to understand transgender identities i was thinking i was like and i often i feel like we've like we've watched some bad ones recently like we've been on a bit of a roll of like bad representation bad representation bad representation and so i'm like thinking i'm like is it just i'm like so in the weeds because like i think the like the the storyline about like Mr. Garrison, Mrs. Garrison would, I don't know, um, like realizing that like, there's all these things that like, she's not able to do now, um, that she's transitioned. So like not realizing that she'd like be able to have a baby or whatever is like, to me in a, in some sense, like the satire there can't be like, that's not on trans. That's like this idea of this, like, I don't know who they're like poking fun at in that with like those jokes, like that story plot of, uh, Mrs. Garrison thinking that she, like she's gonna be able to like um, she's gonna have like her period, um, like who are they making fun at? Because I feel like in those moments that's not really on like trans women. Although I think that like a byproduct of it is that like it is uh, not you know it's just not really funny and can be harmful to trans women. But like at the same time, I don't think what they're saying is like yeah every trans woman who has like uh, surgery then thinks that they're gonna be able to have a baby. You know, so I'm like, who are you like, who is the satire on who, what is, what is happening? Which I think is some of their defense that they're often like, we just, we just like target anybody. Like, it doesn't matter who we're like, sort of like making fun of, even in one particular episode, we will make fun of like multiple different people, but I don't know. This is really bad. Yeah. It like, it just, like, it's, it's just, it's just such a frustrating episode because they like, I know they're like, it's a joke. It's like, it's like, it's really hard to talk about it because yeah like you know it's south park we're not supposed to take it seriously but like even i think in 2005 you could do 10 minutes of googling and realize your you know period jokes about and abortion jokes about a trans woman are bad and like misinformed and like no actual trans person would actually think that because we're told everything you know like basically what hormones can give and what hormones takes away and um, you know, and, and like, I know it's just a, a cartoon, like, you know, no one go, goes and gets their, gets their, uh, um, 
their gender confirming surgery on a whim you know there's no doctor out there who will just give it to you you know you like there's there's standards now that like in the united states you have to jump through basically these hoops in order to get it. you have to have letters from your psychiatrist you have to have been on for uh, especially for bottom surgery i've had to been on hormones for you know x period of time um just like they like it, it i feel like this this could have been a this could have been funnier if they had you know actually done the research you know but i think so we're talking about satire and i was like reading an article about like i just wanted to see what people sort of like were thinking about south park these days and i think that the one article i read um i'll try to make sure that i shout out where it's from vice and it was like it's like um south park made it cool not to care then the world changed that's the name of the article um it's by ross uh McIndoe. And I think that their, like, general thesis statement is that, like, at the time, like, you know, they, they mostly focus on, like, the, the movie that came out, like, I think in 1999 um, and sort of what the cult, what the show sort of, like, meant to people. And I think that, like, they make a really good point that, like, sort of as, again, we talk about this a lot as, like, whose voices were, like, not listened to or suppressed, um, like, you know, over the course of time. And it's not, it's very recent that, like, we start to, like, listen to people and be like, yeah, like, the reason that joke is offensive is because, you know, for me, a lot, and for us, I think a lot of the, like, we say, like, we can see how this directly leads to, like, trans people, like, being harmed, right? Like, mm-hmm. trans people being the punchline of a joke or being deceitful or whatever ends up leading people to, like, feel ashamed about their, like, attraction to, like, trans women or or feel like they need to be, like, you know, they, they, they will murder them. Like, to me, it's not this, like, direct line, but, like, there is a line there. There is a connection there between, like, the way society views trans people and then the way that they're treated in society, obviously, I think. Um, and so, like, I think that this article, their, their main point is that, like, the people whose voices were listened to at the time were, like, mostly cis, straight, white men. And then you have these, like, cis straight white men and, like, Trey Parker and Matt Stone being, like, you know, expressing their, like, difference of opinions. Um, And then they were seen as sort of counterculture. But they're not, like, they're not real counterculture as, like, straight cis white men. You You can be part of, like counterculture but i just don't see this as like i've never loved shock humor and i feel like there's a lot of that in this episode like the stuff that when mrs garrison thinks that she's like pregnant and comes in and is making like these comments about like getting rid of a baby and you can and it's interesting like you see the like nurse and the doctor having these like shocked expressions um on their face and so like the joke is in there they're like hinting that they know it's offensive right and at the same time they're still just willing to make the like offensive joke you know yeah i mean the, i think you know the article you were also talking about um there was also a wall street i remember years ago that like basically wall street journal was trying to explain how trump got elected and um they were saying like part of it was the troll generation that was raised on south park and how south park you know led to you know this it being okay to like be like Donald Trump, basically, like it basically how, you know, that how being offensive was like appealing to a certain demographic because we were raised on this kind of television, like South Park and Family Guy, um, that creates a lot of its content to be shocking and offensive. Um, So it would make sense that people would want to vote for somebody who likes to be shocking and offensive. yeah, there's but, a thing about, like, oh, he speaks his mind or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, but there's, like, a reason, like, uh, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, I don't know. Like, it was it was kind of, it was kind of not funny, but, like, humorous to see, like, 
the the argument with you know kind of i would say the rachel dolezal argument of being transracial being brought up in this episode as well yeah. because i think a lot of trans people felt very much like they had to defend themselves when she was outed as a white woman um they because did. there yeah. are people who will make that leap like well if you can like i'm not going to respect your gender because then a white person could just say they're black yeah um and it's like it's really hard to like explain that to people who have their mindset like that so it i think without even meaning to the creators kind of tapped into something that would be you know relevant 10 years later which is kind of funny yeah i mean it's the same like there's that like uh, i identify as an attack helicopter what's that joke you know that yeah. one joke it's actually i think on twitter a lot you'll see that it's like like they literally only one joke like there's literally only one like you know trans making fun of trans people joke which is the like i identify as whatever like i choose to identify as whatever i want because you can you would choose to identify as trans or whatever um but yeah i mean yeah they did touch on something like well before i think it became like sort of a main you know this mainstream thing happened with rachel dolezal but yeah yeah i mean and who then would going have, to the extreme right of the dolphin the dad becoming the dolphin right I mean, yeah. when the, the dolphin part came in, that's where I wrote my note. Oh, I guess, like, gender-confirming con surgery is just as wacky and comparable to getting surgery to become black or a dolphin. Like, that's what they're saying. Like, yeah. that's, that's like, the moral of the story. That's what, like, at least that's how it, it, it came off to me. It's like, like, these are no allies to the trans community, at least in 2005. Um, there, I don't think there's any way, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, or is it Matt Stone, Matt Parker and Trey? I don't Trey know. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, I think. Um, yeah. I just don't know how they could defend themselves, um, you know, with this episode when they when it gets to when it like hits that line. Like I think there's a bit of social commentary when it's when it's talking about people who identify as transracial because this is something that's actually kind of feasible, you know. But no one can become a dolphin, you know. <laughs> Like, you can pretend yeah. to be another race. Like, that is a true thing. That is something that has happened with black people pretending to pass as white people. Um, it's actually know. very common in Canada. There's a... I don't know how much has come out, but they, I know I listen to a podcast called Candleland, and they are they did a, a, an episode on, like, there's a lot of people in, like, tenured university positions who, like, pretend to be, like, First Nations indigenous to basically, like, take those... There was a big... Uh, there was a, a big story that got revealed about this, like, woman who is claiming her heritage um i mean it's not it's not it's i guess kind of like the elizabeth warren stuff that happened but this this woman had like she's like worked for university and then she'd also got like paid to i think write and like run a tv show that was about indigenous culture in canada and then it turned out that she's like not indigenous um and then there's like these like rumors that like there's lots more people who like have done this who just claim um heritage to then like you know make you know, see if they could get like a job or a grant or whatever out of it. So yeah, it's a pretty systemic thing that, that does happen. Yeah. yeah. And I guess that's the point I'm trying to make is that like, it doesn't become like as wacky. Like, it's not as like out there until the doll. Like, I think, I think bringing the dolphin storyline where Stan's father or was a Kyle's father, the Jewish one's father, I can say that cause I'm Jewish. Um, I cannot say that. <laughs> wants to become a dolphin. Um, cause uh, like, because at that point, it's like, like, yeah, like I said before, it, it becomes fantastical. Um, yeah, like, whereas there are people who don't, who who may not identify with the race that they are, and 
while I do not believe in transracial identity um, as a thing, um, it is like, it is a thing. Like, <laughs> like I just don't believe it as like a valid thing, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I agree. I mean, there's like, you know, it is this like, I don't want to say it's, but like, you know, um, I don't think you can just claim heritage to a group. Like you can, uh, you know, be a fan of, you know, the types of like culture, you know, and there's like issues of a like, culture appropriation, but like, you know, I think you can be, you know, you can like be a white person who studies like black history. You know, I, I think that that's a thing you can do without needing to claim that you are black. And then, then there are certain ways in which like you are going to have to know that like you, you know, are outside of that, you know, that race that like will impact how you're, you know, some of the things you're able to do. So like, anyway, it's this whole weird thing. Not, I don't know. I didn't want to stop saying weird. I don't know. I had this, um, coworker who was asking and it didn't come up to me directly. I just ended up being the person who like then was like the most talkative in a meeting, but that they had, a uh, one of their kids, their classmates is like, to me, it sort of sounded furry like, but it's like, I guess much more than that. And that they like wear a tail and like want to be, I don't know. I couldn't, I didn't want to like pry any further. And so this, like my coworker was like, is this like a thing that's happening? And I was like, I guess it could be a thing that is like happening. Um, which to me, like, not like this, like, you know, that there's like a bunch of people doing it, like, like many, many, many people doing it. Um, but it could be a thing that like this kid is like going through. It's like, you know, having this like identity issue that's like manifesting in this particular way. Um, that's where my mind went to, to this whole dolphin thing. I was like, yeah, anyway. I mean, that is interesting to think about, though. Like, there are a lot of trans people who are um, also furries. Yes. You know, I feel like it's a, like a, like a higher percentage than in like the non-furry society. So I wonder yeah. if that is does does like you know that does tie up until just like not feeling connected to your body, you know, manifest finding an outlet for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That okay. is interesting. I've never actually it's, thought about it that way. I don't know if you remember the uh, you know the kid like jazz. Uh, yeah. Like this. Um, in her TV show, she talked a lot about like being obsessed with mermaids and her mom one day was like, yeah, of course there's like nothing like everything is like below, like it's just like a, like a tail. It's like, so like I can see why like trans people and like having this identity, uh, this like thing connecting identity with like, you know, being something else, I guess, um, is this way. To, like, I mean, I think personally, like, I don't know what, how true this is, but I could imagine like the more we could accept, like, trans people and like gender um, non-conformity then the more like people might not necessarily look for like other outlets but also like i think it's fine to like use outlets um as you like need them to like you know figure out your own stuff so anyway it's very complicated but yeah yeah there's nothing wrong with being a furry i'll just say that like I it's agree. not my cup of tea it's not a same same it's not my thing but like go for it do your thing make sure you're doing it you know it's you're with consenting adults you know cool yeah go ahead exactly I don't know. We can go back to satire. I mean, like for me, I, I, I see this as like pretty poor satire personally. Like I love satire as like a form of comedy. Like it's like, um, I think that like some of my favorite, like airplane is like a satire basically on comedy at the time, um, of like, you know, creating these like silly moments that like are spoofing comedy itself like blazing saddles is like a famous movie that i know there's issues with blazing saddles but like a lot of it is also satire on like race relations like i think a lot of people see blazing saddles i feel like a lot of like 
people who probably like South Park sometimes also are like, I love Blazing Saddles. Like, they just say whatever they want and like miss the point of the movie. Um, but like this is Spinal Tap is another one. Like there's mm-hmm. so much good satire um, out there. And I just feel like the difference is like, I don't want to say like how smart it is, but I just feel like sometimes like South Park is so like, again, that thing of like the abortion jokes to me, it's so like, I'm just going to say the most offensive thing I can think of. And then that's satire. Whereas I feel like, um, it can be so much more than that satire, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, I like, I, I'm just very much tiptoeing over this because like, I think in my life I've been considered like a Debbie downer because I don't like punching down jokes. And this is what this episode is. And like South Park can use the defense. We attack everyone till the cows come home. But like, I just don't see why, how, I don't see how it can be justified. Like two straight cis men, like who are, you know, the main writers and creators of the show, just like choosing to pick on trans people, you know, like I get it, like picking on the democratic party, picking on like hippies, picking like things that like, I either full like you know things that I don't like necessarily identify with but like are closer to my side than like the right it's, wing it's punching down right yeah like Trey Parker and Matt Stone have much more power in society than like trans women so to then like spoof and satire trans women to me is like the, it's punching down whereas like the Democratic Party has much more power than they do. Uh, Hillary Clinton has much more power than they do. Punch up. That's to me, yeah. that's like, and I think that that's what like blazing sat, like some of these satire movies I'm talking about. I think that can be the big difference is like, what are you trying to satire? Who are you trying to spoof? Who are you trying to like expose for it to be silly? Um, and like either it's something that like is like intangible a bit like the like rock and roll music or like comedy, like general, just general comedy movies or like yeah real institutional systems that have more power than you is like to me where yeah. good satire you know, and like lies. who has agency you know like yeah um in the creation proce- process because yeah they were obviously did not consult a single trans person i'm sure absolutely i'm not. sure they i'm sure they don't know a single trans person to this day you know who would like want to hang out with them you know who's not a cis straight white guy you know I'd be, I'm like interested to see what like a modern episode, are they the same? Are they like, they're still going and they get paid a ton of money to like put on the show. I'm, I'm interested in like, and then I'm also well, worried I'll like watch it and be like, oh, it's the exact <laughs> same, you know, <laughs> glad I watched that. So I've heard some interesting things about South Park over the past couple of years. So I guess around 2016, they released an episode called Sissies spelled like cis as in cisgender. Right. And apparently it was a very good episode i did not watch it because i will never willingly watch south park it's just no like i I literally wore headphones instead of like taking advantage of my sound bar because i didn't want my roommate to know i was watching south park that's how much how like just like grossed out i am by this show so apparently that this one episode was good i know nothing about this episode i don't know the plot or anything because i refuse to even look up anything about it but Um, then in 2019 they of course had to do their own commentary on trans women in sports. And I also, I did not watch the episode. I skimmed through a few articles and it was a very punching down, lazy, stereotypical portrayal of a trans woman who wants to get into sports. Um, and I feel like it's probably similar to that, um, that Futurama episode where uh, we, we should actually watch um, where uh, Bender changes gender so he can compete in the yeah. women's uh, sports 
Yeah. Uh, that should that that should go on the list actually. I think. <laughs> yeah, it should. Or uh, changes um, robo genders. Yeah, I, I know South Park did a thing. There's this thing where people were like, "Oh, you can play a trans character in their new game. Like you can do it. It's in the I think Fractured But Whole or whatever was the game. It's Fractured and, Butthole. Fractured Butthole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the only the only the only thing that like it it doesn't change anything in the game. So you can say that you're a girl in the game. But then it doesn't change everybody. You get you basically then just get misgendered the whole game. Oh my god! There's a game like that that does it called um, Phoenix Rising or something. Yeah. More and like you can choose how you look and you can choose what your voice sounds like. But if you choose like the deep voice, you're automatically like referred to as male. And if you choose mm-hmm. the high voice, you're automatically referred to as female. So I did like a very like masculine looking person with a high voice because, right, right. you know, trans. Um, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so I'm like getting in the game she heard all the time, which is funny, like with this very like bearded character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I just, I just don't really, I'm sh- yeah, there's no consultation. There's no nothing. It's just like, we're just going to make these, I just feel like they're so dated too. And I know that they're from like 2005, but they feel way more dated than that. I actually want to talk about something that was brought up in the episode that isn't very dated and something that is still, I think, a point of contention within the trans community itself is uh, the idea of, like, genital preference. So when Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Garrison's partner, I, like, feel uncomfortable using his name, Mr. Slave. I just, like, um, you know, breaks up with her because she no longer has a penis. Yeah. you know, and then just and then Mrs. Garrison just starts calling him a fag because he won't fuck her. Oh, I um, really hated the use of the word fag in this episode too. It's like pretty again, just because I'm like, it's all just like these white guys or these like straight guys using the word yeah. fag. And I'm like, this is brutal. Anyway, um, yeah, and, and you know, and he's like, I think vaginas are gross, and which is like such an annoying thing to hear from gay men in general. Um, mm-hmm. But also something that gets talked about a lot in the trans community, like. Um, I was thinking about, like, um, Kara Cunningham, who just came out as trans. She's well-known as the Leave Britney Alone person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and she did a video uh, a couple, maybe, like, a week ago or so. I was, like, scrolling through her Instagram about how she won't date right now because the people who find her attractive are, um, while she, before she, she has, like, gone through a lot of, like, change, are still gay men. And she right. doesn't want someone who finds men attractive to be attracted to her. Right. Um, because it's very dysphoric for her. So, and it's like the complete opposite of Mr. Garrison, who's like, or Mrs. Garrison, my mistake. I um, know, I, it's very confusing I because apparently she switches back. She, she, she de-transitions at some point. Right. Um, so, like, at some point, she's just back to being Mr. Garrison. But anyway, um, so it made me think about that and like, you know, and also just like the real struggle that some couples do have when one of the partners transitions, especially in queer couples where like there is an expectation to stay with this person because you're like in a queer relationship already. So like, mm-hmm. um, but like, you know, a person could just generally not be like, you know, there could be someone who's just generally not attracted to like women and like when their partner comes out as a trans woman, woman, you know, it just like when, when the changes start happening it just changes their attraction you know and it makes it harder for them to be attracted to the person you know yeah i mean i think it's i mean again it's like um i think that stuff with like um genital preference i think that there's often a lot of like 
people who are anti-trans who are, will say like trans people will like you know want to make you know they'll like force you to do whatever and it's like no i think that like trans people understand consent and it's like if you don't want to be with that person then like okay don't be with that person i think that like i think there's a lot of for me it was like it when i transitioned it definitely like changed my views on like sexuality for sure of like who am i attracted to and i think that my sexuality definitely changed from being like um i don't know i guess i would have said i was like a gay male to eventually being like I feel like I identify more as pansexual than anything now of like uh, you know it doesn't really matter who it is as long as like I like you and so um I don't know I feel like the whole thing about like that like make you know you'll you know you'll be forced to stay with them or whatever it's like it's not true um like if you love the person then like maybe there's ways in which like you can figure out if like it's the your relationship still works but like um nobody's like forcing anybody as far as I know and I would I don't know if condemn is the right word, but like tell somebody who was doing that, that they were wrong. And it's like illegal, basically you need consent. So I don't know. Yeah. It just like, I, like I see in the trans masculine community a lot, there's a big, not me. It's not a big divide, but maybe within like the trans masculine people who have sex with men. Um, there often, I often see fights break up where people say it's just a preference like right. that. This state, this, this cis man doesn't want to have sex with me because I don't have like a dick. Um, you know, and, uh, which brings up a lot of complicated things to talk about, which we, you sure. know, don't have to go into. Um, but, and then, but then, you know, I think the, I think the biggest issue with genital preference when it comes to trans people is like, you're assuming the person has the genitals, uh, has specific genitals and that's why you won't sleep with them. Um, yeah. or why you will sleep with them. Uh, so I thought, you know, I, you know, while it was a very minor part of the episode and it just was, like uh, a plot point so that Mr. G Mrs. Garrison could start fucking around um, without having to have her relationship, um, you know, as part of it. Uh, it's still like, I was like, yeah, you know, this is something that's actually still t discussed today. Like, you know, the, the, there's, there's gold star lesbians, you know, who are like, I've never had sex with a penis. Um, there's gay men who are like, ew, vaginas are gross, you know? Um, yep. And, uh, there's certainly like, things in this episode that I would be like, I'm interested to see like this episode written by like a trans woman, right? Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm interested in that. They're like covering like interesting things, but not by who I want to, to cover it or talk about it, you know? Yeah. It, it, so that, that, that was, that is something. Yeah. I would love to see that being like, you know, it'd be great if someone made their own, like, you know, took the South Park art style and just built their own episodes that yeah. were like, you know, like uh uh referencing these like really transphobic and homophobic episodes like like just just like in all the just like ignorant things that are you know brought up in, in this episode especially just like um we get into uh kyle's father you know getting mad there's no restroom for uh dolphins yeah. and that really felt like the bathroom debate again um and like how know, they, like they touch on a lot of stuff that like is certainly worthy of like satire like can be comedic you know but like not from the cis uh straight guys perspective <laughs> yeah like but like it was like it, it was it, it felt very much to me at least like a joke when people need extra accommodation um you know how ridiculous it is ridiculous it is like to ask for accommodation when you're a trans or non-binary person who needs to use the bathroom and you know most of us wouldn't even make that kind of stink because we'd rather just like be as unseen as possible yeah true. um 
like, you know, the amount of, like before I started taking tea, the amount of stares I'd get when I go into a women's bathroom could be, was extremely uncomfortable. Like, you know, I, I definitely felt unsafe and there was actually like a TV show called work in progress that did a really good representation of how butch, um, you know, uh, uh people who are, uh, assigned female at birth or use women's bathrooms get treated in, um, in women's restrooms sometimes. Um, so like I could relate to that, but also is like, ah, yes, the third gender dolphins. Um, yeah. and like just rolling my eyes at, uh, at the, at South park. Um, here's a, here's an interesting, it's from the, from the, um, another, it's another vice article where a trans woman like played the video game fractured butthole. Uh, and, uh, talks about their experience with it and it's just uh this is an interesting paragraph here like the south park creative team is far from the equal opportunity offender quote unquote it's ardent defenders make it out to be the writers remain blind to the abuse and violence marginalized groups receive they dish out judgment from a scale that was already tipped from their perspective our insistence on fair treatment is just as contemptible as the folks mistreating us we're a nuisance preventing them from getting on with their lives in the world of south park nothing is worse than the disruption of the status quo there may not be hard limits to comedy but why waste your admiration on tired hateful statements that masquerade as jokes it's like a pretty good summation i think yeah i think so that's actually that is literally how i would want to like if i needed to fight back against somebody and then they would just call me a libtard and block me um yeah. It's sad that people who would need to hear this won't hear that. Um, like that. I, I'm a... going to put it on some Reddit, sub, <laughs> some subreddits. Let them hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure they'll. Uh, yeah, I'm sure if, if we shared this with so the South Park subreddit, we wouldn't get reviewed bombed or something. Uh, yeah. Might be a great way to get some publicity, but I, I yeah. you know, for me, you know, uh, I've, no I've dealt with Barstool uh, uh, trolls before, so I think I'll, I'll pass on South Park trolls as well. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm like, no publicity is good publicity when it comes to talking about South Park. Um, well, uh, anything else or should we ask the question? I mean, not much that I want to talk about this episode other than, you know, it, it sucked. <laughs> and But does it, it hold up? No. no. Like, I don't think it held up in 2005. Like, I think in 2005 I, I laughed at it because I didn't know any better, but... Even Same. back then, it was, like, I imagine, like, someone who was an out trans person watching this or someone who knew they were trans and wasn't out yet, this could have been something that really harmed them. I can see it being harmful for people who didn't know they were trans yet. Um, yep. Like, I think this is probably the most actively harmful thing we've watched, to be I honest. think so, too. I think so. I would agree with that statement. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like streaming services are taking, like, blackface episodes off of of tv shows off of their um like their their services why why is south park on like one of the most elite considered elite you know streaming services out there right now hbo max and no one gives no one cares and like it's like like i think if someone went in and was like here's the episodes of blackface here's the episodes with with you know transphobia here's the episodes that are extremely homophobic racist all these things, they still would keep the show on, and I don't understand why. And I feel like I could rant about this, but I won't. But it's, I mean, it's it just... basically has like like blackface in this epi like episode. Basically, yeah. Like it, like it's animated and cartooned, and he like got surgery, but it's basically blackface. What like Kyle does in this episode? I'm at least like, a content why... warning. At least a warning at the beginning, being like, "This is what you're about to watch." Just so you know, you know, because I agree, it's like a little trans person who doesn't know they're trans, or is like 
thinking, ooh, I'm like, you know, I might want to transition and then watches this episode, you know, could, uh, like best case scenario, they're like, whatever. And then like you go down the line of like, they delay actually like transitioning or like, and then to very much worse things than that. I've like, you know, so, um, I don't think it's like hyperbolic to say that like this episode, I think actually causes like real harm. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, and I just like, why does this show get to get away with everything, and everyone else has to pay? You know, it's, it's, it, it just like, I, I, it makes me so mad. This these like tef- these things that are Teflon, like nothing sticks to them. Like South Park is that, Donald Trump is that. It's these like people. It's like, in order to like, not have like you yourself affected, you have to not give a shit about who you're harming, which is such a horrendous worldview. I mean, it's not like this is not apples to apples, but in the United States, you see like all of these um, Democratic figures who are like when they get like called out for something like Al Franken is like Franken, Franklin, yeah. Franken, uh, like he resigned right like after these like photos came out of him, like um, gesturing that he was like, you know, and so he's like, OK, I'll resign. And then like you see all these people on the on the right, all these like conservatives, um, Republicans who are like. Yeah, look at what that guy is like, you know, and sure, innocent until proven guilty, whatever. But like, also to like be a representative member of, uh, of you know, I don't know, is he a congressman or a senate? He's a, a congressman. Like, yeah, I don't think I think the bar for like who gets to be there is like much higher. But anyway, um, you're right. It's all this like if you basically say I don't care, then you very like it's much easier for just well, okay, like you know they're not willing to like take the episode down themselves or like they want the episode removed then whatever we'll just be hands off we won't touch it so it's it's a bit frustrating yeah and yeah so i think you know we both agree this doesn't hold up it's no. it's not worth rewatching unless you really want to like if you if like unless you're a person who's watching like every single thing that every single animated show that came out in the year 2005 that would be like, the only reason you know like mm-hmm. you just happen to be like i'm gonna choose this year to like be like a the the encapsulation of the aughts that would be the only reason and even then i would say skip skip it skip south park in general you can watch it if you're like writing a paper about transphobic media representation in the 2000s yeah (laughs) then that like skip it it's fine yeah all right so we watched south park but what are we gonna watch next week next week's gonna be interesting uh so some people might be aware of the infamous director Ed Woods, who had a a great movie about him come out in the '90s called Ed Woods. Uh, he was a kind of a bad director, um, and also most likely uh, he may have been trans. He had an affinity for wearing women's clothing, and he created this exploitation film in the '50s called Glenn or Glenda. It's available free on YouTube, so we're gonna check it out. I've never seen it. I've only seen kind of bits and pieces of Ed Woods supposed um you know uh cross-dressing through the film edwards uh mm-hmm. yeah so i'm interested to see what uh what the 1950s have to say and if it holds up better or worse than south park I, oh, I think it's gotta be better but it is a 19 what year is it from 1953 yeah it's literally called an exploitation film so um i don't know we'll see we'll yes see. we shall Oh, he stars in the movie. Oh, yeah. Interesting, yeah. Ed. All right. Um, all right, interesting. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Hudson, where can people find you? 
you know, I'm, I, I hang out on the Instagram. I, I, I try to remember to update the Hold Up podcast Instagram with one P. Um, mm-hmm. where, and then you can also uh, check me out on Instagram at nonboinary, which is tagged in our uh, podcast Instagram. I'm private, but feel free to follow me. If I see you follow the podcast, I'll, be, I'll follow you back. You know, I was just thinking, I was like, as I was thinking about episode art, this is the third episode in a row where the title of the episode, Mr. Well, you know, we can get into the whole, like, is Mr. Garrison, because I think Mr. Garrison uh, uh, has surgery later to, like, uh, you know, identify as male or whatever, have a penis. But it's the third episode in a row where, like, at the time of it airing, they're misgendering um, the the trans character. Right? How funny. Huh? We had brothers, and then I can't remember what the alley McBe- uh, boy, boy to, to the, the world. world, and then we had uh, Mr. Garrison's fancy new vagina. Three episodes in a row. Uh, and Glenda, 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 Glenda. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dead naming. <laughs> yeah. D- yeah. Um, all right. Sorry, I, I jumped back into the episode. Um, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Hi From Grace. Um, I on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Twitch.tv slash DM Philly. I play Dungeons and Dragons in space. Um, it's very fun. Last week's episode got uh, quite hectic, um, but in a very fun way. It was good. Um, also, there should be something dropping in the post show recaps. I think the main feed soon. Um, I don't want to like spoil it or anything. I don't want to drop it before anything happens, but there should be something coming out and um, you should check it out. Um, so, yeah, and I think that will be an ongoing project for the foreseeable future so um yeah it'll probably be on my twitter uh, at some yeah. point we'll, we'll pop yeah. it into the uh, instagram as well the hold up podcast cool. with 1p instagram if uh if and when it drops so you can check it out uh without having to you know follow anything else except cool. you should you should subscribe to post show recaps because there's a lot yes. of quality content coming out on there there is there's lots of good stuff they're doing uh Lost some lost coverage. They're doing on the patron feed. They're doing. Uh, it's called YA. Is a uh, podcast where Melissa Woodward, a good friend of mine, Kevin Mahadeo, do. Um, they watch Twilight. They're doing young adult fiction. So I think they're going to do Hunger Games next. It's been mm. very fun. There's lots of cool stuff happening. Um, you could backtrack and listen to uh, the Pose coverage. Uh, Brooklyn Zed and I did. So yeah, lots of fun stuff over there. Yeah, if you like genre television, there's a whole. And if you want to hear commentary, there's a whole ton of uh, you know Trevor Trove of archives there. Like um, any any uh, any any genre TV show from the past five years, there's a good yeah. chance they covered it. Yeah, and then they're doing a lot of like Marvel, uh, MCU stuff. So covering the TV shows at the moment until new stuff comes out. But yeah, anyway, check that out. And um, yeah, I think that's it for us today. Yeah, we talked about it a lot. Uh, we did. Yeah. Well, We'll see you next week. Yeah, see you then. All right. Bye. Bye.